Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. I really hope you just had an awesome weekend. I know our family did. Uh, we started the weekend out strong. We were over at the, uh, what do you call this, the Destin Christmas Parade on Saturday. Spent the morning there watching some uh, very funny and unique floats. Now, i got to tell you, I also got a bone to pick. Because there's so much propaganda that comes out of this. I mean, instead of it being all about the holidays and the kids and Christmas and all that, man, you got people throwing out T-shirts and cups and ads and specials. And, and you know what? I, I mean, hey, if you're going to do it for a church, then you got to do it for the businesses, which, which really makes it humorous. And, yes, this is one of those, you know, Troy rants for a second – because you you get the church going by, which is 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 cool. Then you'll get the the business going by. Then you get the politicians going by. Then you get the princesses going by, you know, from from that were elected. And then you get the the adult wardrobe store, you know. And and there it was the most bizarre thing I've ever damn seen. But overall, the kids had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time. Ended up Sunday. Going to two different uh, holiday events, we went to the boat parade, which I'll be putting more pictures of of the boat parade up at Facebook uh, later today. So we had an awesome time at the boat parade, left there, went and got some junk food, some hot dogs and nachos. It's kind of a it's kind of one of those traditions that even though we're in health and nutrition, we, we splurge every now and then. I'll, I'll be on, but they were Nathan's hot dogs. So, I mean, they're good hot dogs. But then we went over to a, a beautiful community over in Fort Walton Beach, where almost every home is decorated. And I mean, it was cool because some of my biker guys that, that, that I know live there, and, and it was cool because they decorated all their custom choppers, and some of the sheriff's deputies that live there decorated. I mean, it was just, it's we're going to put those pictures up too. Just some amazing things as people celebrate in their own way this holiday season. And it was fun to listen to our little granddaughter's as they would sing songs and they would yell out the window, Merry Christmas to everyone. And everybody yelled back, Merry Christmas. None of this, okay, let's be politically correct and try to figure out what we're going to call it. I mean, we just had a blast, you know. And it was fun. It was exciting. It was exuberant. The kids were hanging out the sunroof. And, and you know, guys, take some time. Celebrate it with your family. You know, it's not all about work. It's interesting because so many people want to work, 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 work like it's the money. And they talk all the time about how they they trust God to do this or trust God to do that. But at the end of the day, it sounds good, but it's probably just talk. And and I say that because, shoot, I do the same thing. I get stressed. I worry about finances. Everybody does if you're normal, especially if you're a married man. doesn't matter how old or how young you are. You get married, and all of a sudden you got to start worrying about where the heck's the money coming from. But I tell you what, I've never been let down. So that's Troy's rant, first few minutes. Today we're in Chapter 8, The Law of Pain. Good management of bad experiences leads to great growth. Now I want to say that again because I think that's very important. Okay? Very, very important. The law, the good management of bad experiences lead to great growth. So let's think about that before we get into this chapter. What, what experiences 
And I don't care how young or how old you are, what experiences have you had to go through? Bad experiences that you can think of that led to great growth. I think that's the key. And as we go through this chapter, that's what we have to look at, is how are we managing our bad, ex- our, our, our bad experiences? And have we let them lead us to good growth, or have they stifled us? That's the question, I think. And that's what we've got to look at. So ask yourself, how do you usually respond to bad experiences? Do you explode in anger? I've been known to do that. I'm going to be honest. I mean, anger anger issues was was the reason I had felony charges for vehicular uh, attempted vehicular homicide. It's why I had felony charges for assault with a deadly weapon with the intent to kill. Now, understand, I was also in the bail bond and bounty hunting business, so there were some other extenuating circumstances. But at the end of the day, it was my anger. Totally. And over the years, I've learned to find other outlets for my anger obviously because that can be some i mean some heavy duty bad things you got to you got to do that do you shrink into yourself emotionally now the only time i've ever been known to do this was when i was younger i, I used to because my my mom would yell at me sometimes i think that just freaked me out so then anytime I, I would hear a woman yell i was like whoa i'm out of here this is freaky never did bother me with men I don't know why. I guess it's because my dad couldn't spank me as bad with a with a paddle as my mom could with a switch. And those switches hurts. I don't know if you've ever had that, you know, at all. It's just crazy. But it can hurt. So it is nuts, totally nuts. But think about it. Do you shrink inside yourself emotionally? Do you detach from the experience? We see this a lot when when women are are physically abused and then mentally abused. They will they will shrink inside themselves. They will create a a, fic, a fictitious place, you know. But what do you do? Do you just ignore it and blow it off? Get that passive aggressive type deal. I mean, those are those are things that you have to to ask yourself. How do you deal with bad experiences? In other words, what is the law of pain? I mean, that's what we're dealing with. And there's no way in 27 minutes we're going to get it all covered. But when you think about it, pain can stop us dead in our tracks where we don't want to move. Or pain can help propel us forward. Josh McDowell once said, every problem induces a person to himself. And that's the truth. When you go through a situation in life, all of a sudden you are faced with reality. Pain prompts us to to face who we are and where we are. What we do with those experiences will define who we become. And sadly, I don't think in most cases people ever reach their full potential. So ask yourself this question. Do you want to reach your full potential? John writes this. Recently, I ran across a story of Cheryl McGinnis, someone who lived through about as bad of an experience as a person can. One morning in late summer, her husband Tom got up, gave her a kiss, and went off to work before even dawn. Did this usually. 
A few hours later, Cheryl got up, took her teenage daughter and son to school, and settled in for her daily routine. And then she got a phone call from a friend asking if Tom was home. Then she got another, and another. She knew something was up, but she had no clue what it was. When she pressed for an answer, a friend finally responded, A plane's been hijacked. It was the morning of September 11, 2001. And Cheryl's husband, Tom, was a pilot for American Airlines. It was the morning of, oh, excuse me, for hours while Cheryl's home filled with friends, neighbors, and pilots. She had friends from her church. She was unable to get any answers to her question. But then a car pulled up in front of her house, carrying the chief pilot of the airline. And she learned what has happened. American Airlines Flight 11, for which Tom had been the co-pilot, was the first plane that crashed into the World Trade Center. Tom and all the others on the plane were dead. Like most people who survive a terrible tragedy, Cheryl coped with it the best she could. Some individuals manage negative experiences well, others struggle. According to the experts, now listen to this, In the wake of the World Trade Center attacks, many people suffered from several stress post-traumatic disorder, depression, general anxiety, and many, many others. Some of them even went into substance abuse. Despite having such a personal, tragic connection to 9-11, Cheryl did well under the circumstances. In her book, Beauty Beyond the Ashes, she writes this, An unfair unreasonably as unfair and unreasonable and impossible as it seems we still have to work we still have work to do after a tragedy we still have a role to fill we still have responsibilities to family and others the stuff of life may pause for a while but it doesn't stop fair or not this is the reality that's in, that's important See, each new, each new experience that you or me or anyone else goes through is an opportunity for personal growth. Cheryl went on and she wrote this, I am learning more each day. The circumstances of 9-11 have forced me to examine who I am, to face myself in ways that I never before ask. What does God want for me? What can I do for Him by His power within me? How will He use me to touch others? Am I learning more about myself and about God? Am I learning it was am I learning it on my own now or through Tom's filter? Cheryl said that she didn't realize until Tom was gone how lazy she'd become. Before she had depended on him to prompt her growth, now she was taking responsibility on her own. Before nine eleven she'd never spoke publicly. The very thought of speaking to large groups would frighten her. When she spoke at Tom's memorial service, I put away my fears for that one day, figuring I'd been given a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I never expected to speak in public again. But people kept asking her to speak and asking her to speak, and now she's become a great speaker. Today, her children has grown. She's remarried to Doug Hutchins, and she's content with her life. How would you respond? What is it we need to learn 
What is it that we need to face about a bad experience? I want you to write this down. And you know what, folks, listen, I don't I don't tell you to write something down just to hear myself speak. It's because when I say I want you to write it down, it's because I truly believe that if you study it, you're going to find that it starts to penetrate your brain. And the questions and the information as you read it over and over and over again will start to take hold. I've had the privilege in my life to see just about every kind of soil there is. And I know that when you put something deep enough into the ground, it'll grow through rock and crack it open. So no matter how hard-headed you are, write it down. Number one, everyone has bad experiences. Life's filled with ups and downs. It, it doesn't matter if you love your wife and you're married to her. Matter of fact, Art Williams used to say, I, I love Angela, but there's days I don't like her. And and he meant, and vice versa. Oh, there were some times when he would be talking with his mouth open at a dinner table, and she'd get so red in the face. And you could see her just pinch his shoulder and act, tell him to act like a gentleman. That's a little bad experience, but you think about a billionaire talking with his mouth full. See, the problem is most of us just want to have ups all the time. We don't want it. We, we go around with life and people, just think positive thoughts. Well, heck, thinking positive thoughts are great. I believe in that. You attract what you're, what you're thinking about. But doggone it, be realistic. There are going to be down days, down months, down years. If you're a real hard-headed fool, you can have decades of, of bad times because you don't want to sit there and say, I need to grow. Number two, nobody likes bad experiences. Dustin Hoffman once wrote this. He said, if anyone had told us that we had been successful, we would have laughed in their face. We were anything but successful actors in those days. I was a waiter. Gene Hackman was a mover. Robert Duvall worked at the post office. We didn't dream of being rich and famous. We dreamed of finding a job. It was, it was a time of terrible rejection. We hated being rejected. It got to a point where we used to leave our 8x10s at the door of casting agents. We'd knock and run just so we wouldn't have to be rejected face-to-face -face again. It was so discouraging that I seriously considered quitting and become an acting teacher at a university. Wow. Dustin Hoffman, Gene Hackman, Robert Duvall... Amazing, isn't it? And yet we want to act like it's just us. See, no one likes it when we're in the middle of a bad experience. It's painful. But if we'll manage the experience well, then we can enjoy talking about it down the road. Third thing about bad experiences. Few people make bad experiences positive experiences. Let me read it again. It's a little bit of one of those little you know, riddles. Few people make bad experiences positive experiences. John writes this. Life's difficulties do not allow us to stay the same. They move us. The question is, in which direction will we be moved, forward or backwards? When we have a bad experience, do we become bitter or better? Think about that. Warren Lester wrote this once. Success in life comes not from holding a good hand, but playing a poor one well. And let me tell you something. From the day I was conceived to today, I've had some bad freaking hands. But over the years, 
because of the people God surrounded me with. Because you don't get to pick your parents. I've learned how to play bad hands well. And through the grace of God, I'm here today. Very few people in life will go through what I've gone through. And when I share my story privately, most people look at me like I freaking made it up. Because they can't believe some of the stuff. And then I look at, at what, what, what has happened. I had this bad experience six weeks ago. Serving God. Now listen, here, here you go. Living, breathing. I walk out the front door because we meet. And you guys have heard some of you, this story. I walk out of our, our church, which we meet at a rave motion picture, one of the largest motion picture chains in America. And the door locks behind me. It, for whatever reason, the lock didn't stay unlocked, and, I, and bam, it's... So what do I do? The thing I'd have done when I was 18. I look around for a daggum shortcut. And, and I mean, guys, literally, 20 years ago I'd done the same thing, except I ran out of the motion picture theater. It was raining. I jumped up on the back of a wall that was five feet off the ground, ran across the roof, jumped down on the other side, which is about seven or eight feet. Did not have a problem, except this time I'm 48 years old. I jump up on the wall. I run across it. I jump three feet onto the next wall, and I look down and think, well, crap. That's further than I anticipated. I spin around. I grab the top of the wall, but it's got a little roof pitch on it. My hands go ahead and slide off, and 220 pounds lands on my left heel at an angle because the concrete sloped into a drain and just like some of the movies you see where somebody breaks a bone what happens I felt the pain as my heel broke and it shot up my legs and through my nervous system into the core of my brain and it hurt like nothing you've ever felt before bad experience physically a bad experience I am in an alleyway where nobody can help. Six weeks later, I'm two weeks ahead of the healing schedule, according to the doctor. And I've been able to use this experience to share with others some stupid things that you do. But you want to know what? I've also got to use the fact and share about my experience and my faith. And the fact that by the grace of God, I have a clean break. And the doctor looked at me last week and he said, Troy, here's the funny thing about this. I don't ever want to see you in here again. But in three months, you'll be walking normal. Within nine months, you'll be able to jump off that wall again. Just make sure you use the right shoes. Don't do it in Tom's next time. Make sure you got boots on. That's pretty freaking awesome. A bad experience is going to turn out good. But what about you? What pain disappointment do you have? How about the pain of inexperience? Lord knows I've gone through that myself. I've gone through so much in my life where inexperience, man, when I hit the Marine Corps, I went from maggot to Marine because of inexperience. The pain of incompetence. Do you realize that there's a lot of times when we launch into something, we are just downright dumb about it? And I've had to go through that pain and the rejection and the humiliation at times. How about the pain of disappointment? Or the pain of conflict. If there's any married people living on, I mean, listening to this phone, I guarantee you've had pain of conflict. The pain of change. 
Maybe, maybe it's the pain of bad health. It's not so much the bad health that's the issue. It's have you freaking learn something from it. See, that's the key when we have bad health. What can we learn from it? And are we willing to say, okay, God, I want to be the best steward of my body I can be as long as I'm on this earth, so I'm going to get rid of my doggone nasty, stinking attitude. And when I'm done with it, then I'm ready to go home. That's the key. Or or what about this? The pain of hard decisions. Whoa, that's a tough one, especially when you have kids. The pain of financial loss. Man, I've done that. Been bankrupt twice. Somebody the other day said, Troy, you know, you, you shouldn't blame yourself for being bankrupt because of, of the hurricanes and because of the oil spills. How about the freaking because I'm responsible for the lack of my own financial management at the time? Let's take responsibility for things. How about the pain of not being number one? That's a gigantic one for some people. And the pain of responsibility. So how do we turn pain into gain in the last ten minutes of this? Well, first of all, you need to buy John's book. The Invaluable Laws of Growth, the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. You probably need to go to johnmaxwell.com. You need to sign up for his blog. I'm actually on his monthly audio program, so I get new audios every month. Go to John Maxwell's team if you need to and hire somebody to help mentor you. Do something. Call me. I don't care. I'm in. But here's what you have to do to turn your pain into gain. Number one. Choose a positive life stance. Here's how John explains this. Life stance is a term used to describe people's overall frame of reference, the set of attitudes, assumptions, expectations that people hold about themselves, other people, and the world in general. One of the most profound things my pappy ever told me, he looked me dead in the eye and he said, Don't you ever, ever make an excuse again, son. Because all an excuse is, is a cleverly disguised lie, and most people don't even know how to make a good excuse so the lie's not even covered up. Man, I've remembered that many, many times. I set high expectations on myself, on my family, on the people that are on my team. And the majority of the time I surround myself with people that don't make excuses. They just flat tell me the way it is. You know what, Troy? I just didn't work the business. Okay, that's cool. I'm in. I've done that. But they don't lie about it. You know, that's the thing. Right there. Number two, this is important. Embrace and develop your creativity. That one's important, folks. Embrace and develop your creativity. Listen to me. Life, to a, to a large degree, is going to give you what you expect. Prime example. I got over fearing rejection and worrying about rejection a long, long time ago. And I took to heart something that many of my mentors had said, Troy, if you want to be held accountable, no matter what you're doing, then make a public proclamation of it. Okay. I can do that. I'm in. I'm cool. Not a problem whatsoever. I can do that. So, here's here's how that works. It's very simple. 
whenever we decided we wanted to move to Florida, we made a, pro- a public proclamation. But it wasn't for a decade till it happened. I honestly can tell you, I can empathize with Noah. Noah was running around. If you now listen, I know some of y'all don't have the same faith as I do. You don't read the Bible the way I do. But in this case here, Noah's running around telling everybody, "You know what? It's going to rain." And they're looking at the stone tablets, saying, first of all, how do you spell it? Second of all, we don't even have a definition for it. What the Sam Hill is rain?" He's saying, "Dude, I'm telling you, God's going to like open up the skies. It's it's going to rain. It's, it's going to flood everything. I'm building an ark." And they rejected him. You know what? You go around for ten years telling people we're moving to Florida. When are you going to do it? Not sure yet. We planned on doing it in 95, but then they had a hurricane, so we're having to put it off. Oh, when are you going to do it? Mm, don't know. I just went bankrupt because I, I screwed up all my finances, and my baby girl now has got a, a birth defect, and, and it's going to take a lot more money than what I had. Hmm, when are you going to move? Well, I don't know. It's it's 1998, and we just bought a restaurant with our father-in-law. We don't know. Hmm. When are you going to move? Oh, actually, we're going to move March 5th, year 2000. We already got a place in Florida. We're just waiting for our tax return. Yeah, sounds good, but it's probably just talk. It got to this point so deeply that when we finally moved, my oldest son, who'd run away at the time, came knocking on the door and found out nobody lived there anymore. So he hitchhiked the ride to Grandma and Grandpa's. See, when you want to grow, you've got to embrace and develop your creativity and you got to share it with people. You can't hide it under a bushel type thing. Number three, you got to embrace the value of a bad experience. President JFK said this when he was asked, how would you become a war hero? And he smiled and he said, it was quite easy. Someone sunk my boat. Now, it's always easier after the event. After you've gone through it all, it's a whole lot easier to see what's going on. But see, you've got to go through it. Inventor Charles Keatering said this. He was the head of research at General Motors. You will never stub your toe standing t- still. The faster you go, the more chances of stubbing your toe, but the more chance you have at getting somewhere. See, if you want to change, if you want to go from... From, from bad to, to good, then that's what you got to do. Number four, make good changes after learning from your bad experiences. James Baldwin said this, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. So make good changes after the bad experiences. Number five, take, this is the biggest one, take responsibility for your life. John said earlier that you've got to recognize that your experiences do not define you. And we've, we've, we've learned this, guys, in many books. They're outside of you. There's no, there, and not need negatively impact your values or standards. At the same time, you must take responsibility for your life and the choices you make. Do you really want to win life's toughest battles? Or do you just want to sit around like a dull, negative, disillusioned crybaby? withering away, not finishing your life strong, doing what you were put on this earth to do. I don't care if all you did was start today and God took you home tomorrow. That may be all he's waiting for. That's something to think about, folks. 
In closing, John writes this. No matter what you've gone through in your life or what you're currently going through, you have an opportunity to grow from it. It's sometimes very difficult to see the opportunity in the midst of the pain, but it's there. You must be willing to not only look for it, but pursue it. And as you do, perhaps the words of William Penn, the English philosopher and founder of the Pennsylvania Providence, will encourage you. No pain, no palm, no thorns, no throne, no gal, no glory, no cross, no crown. You're going to go through pain to get out the other side. And to make it, I mean, realize it, Get on I-70. Just, well, just, I don't care where you live in the United States. Just get on I-70 and head west. All you have to do is be on that one highway. No matter where you get on it at, if you just stay on it and go from east to west, unless you're on the west coast and I want you to go west to east, but you will see what it took to build that highway. You'll go through tunnels, over gorges, around mountains, It took a lot of pain. But just like any highway that we go down, if we'll face the pain, we'll get through to the other side. Trust me. I've been there. And every day there's something new, but I look forward to getting up every day and saying, what's next? That's the key. Tomorrow, the law of the ladder. Character growth determines the height of your personal growth. It's going to be fun. Live life like an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO, heard on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive-powered radio.